Welcome to Balancing Life's Issues, the podcast. Uh, my name is Kai, your host, and I'm here with CEO of BLI, Wendy Wolner. How are you today? I'm great. Excited <laughs> for today's conversation, Kai. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a fun one because I know you've been on webinars, you've been traveling, delivering this topic, living and leading in uncertain times. Can you just like give us a little bit of the why do you think people have been requesting this for you to speak on this topic? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think it's literally every day we turn on and it's not just that we see a new protest or unfortunately wars that are not ending, hostages that are are, are still not safe. Um, and horrible exiles. Like it's literally every day, right? Um, so I think mm -hmm. that part of it is that it just seems it's coming fast and furiously, number one. But number two, I, I, I think why I'm so passionate to be here today is we are looking for leadership and we're ousting the ones that don't know what they're doing. So we right. need some real tips on how do we lead during the times when we don't even know what's going to happen by four o'clock in a day. Has the talk been well received by most? Do you feel? Yeah, it's interesting. We uh, we did our largest one the other day. We tapped over seven thousand. Oh my gosh, seven thousand people tuned into 7, Wendy Wallner talk. About... And, and interesting enough, we had just about eighteen hundred questions. So wow. I think that shows the engagement, which I always think is really interesting. It's not just listen only mode. It's mm -hmm. it's it's really um, okay. I understand. I, I need a new skill set now. Right? Yeah. And, and that's the perfect segue because what we did is we went through the chat history of, of some of those um, webinars and we polled the most frequently asked questions. So I was going to catch you off guard here and I was going to ask you some of those questions. Does that sound okay? Yeah, I love it. Because you're living in uncertain times, Kai. We're practicing it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we really are. Uh, okay, so. What are the best tools to utilize when an unexpected world event occurs? So first of all, why that question is so brilliant is the answer is in it. So we aren't winging it. We need tools. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to, I I love it because I often use you as an example. Um, you recently, still pretty recently, had this new person come into the world. And we've yep. been lucky enough to, to talk about um, baby Kai without using his name, baby Kai to come into the world. And his name's I, Miles. That's okay. <laughs> all right. Baby Miles. So if I said to you, you know, Kai, just wing it. You don't need to prepare. Oh God. Miles will just no. come right in. You'll be good, right? Nope. No, nope. you don't need a crib and you don't need any equipment. You're, you're fine, right? Yeah, yeah. No, we we were we basically built a doomsday bunker in the backyard. <laughs> That's how prepared we were. And 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 everybody would laugh and say, "Oh my gosh, of course they need." So I lead an organization, and and the first thing I do every morning is to say, "What needs to go in my toolbox today?" And I have to say, um, for me, of course, a, well, not of course, but one of the pivotal moments was September 11th, because I wasn't prepared with a toolbox. I didn't understand how life changed on a dime at 9, 10 on a Tuesday morning. And right. when the phone calls happen, what should I do? Um, you have a nanosecond to have a tool. So we've been through, for me, we've been through horrible things and we know what tools. So what are tools? Number one, we have to be very educated. We can no longer ever be an ostrich. So yes, I get up in the morning and yeah. my responsibility is to get as many news sources. And, and I mean as many. 
If you're mm-hmm. a Fox News, you watch CNN. If you're a CNN, you watch Fox. I mean, you if you are an NPR, I mean, you just continue to grow. Warren Buffett, 60 books a year in resources. Shoot high. Become smart. Learn what's going on in the world on a local level and on a global level. Tip number one. Yeah. And, you know, just to follow up there a little bit, the idea of going to so many places is because you're exposing yourself to other ideas, other thoughts, and misinformation, which we all know is rampant. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, example was I was teaching in Times Square uh, a few years ago and I got a frantic call saying, oh my gosh, there's a huge p- protest going on. Be careful. I was like, really? And I went out at lunch and there are two people in the corner with a, po- you know, a, a, a sign. Yeah. And so, yeah, you want to get accurate information, but the way you get accurate information is to glean, right? The, the farmers glean. Yeah. So you glean, glean, glean until you become the trusted resource, till you become yeah. the person that says, yes, this is what I do know. Yeah. I remember getting some texts from back home when we were living in Brooklyn during the social justice uh, protests uh, the summer of 2020, yeah. I believe. Um, and people checking like, are you on fire? Like, are you okay? It's, and it's like, yeah, everything's fine over here. <laughs> you know? So again, like getting information from much resources as possible. Okay. Tip number two. So tip number two is, you know, now we're, we're learned, we're knowledgeable. Tip number two is, and I'm not saying they have to go linear because I think it's a Nutribullet. We put them in a Nutribullet and not to shout out Nutribullet or, you know, Hey, hashtag Nutribullet. Let's get that advertising revenue. Um, But the next thing is we have to really build our confidence. Um, I, I, you know, um, Mm -hmm. no one is born feeling like I've got this. Um, during times of, you know, the first time that Miles gets sick, again, go back to the baby example, and you're bringing him, uh, you know, to the pediatrician, you're learning. Um, And so the confidence piece of being a a leader is, um, how do I learn to be confident? And it would be subtitles about, you know, what's the imposter syndrome? And is there a gender conversation there? Are men more confident than women? Well, we know, you know, men talk, you know, many, many, many percent more than women. So women don't even get a chance necessarily to talk. So I would ask, what are you doing to build your confidence? What role has confidence played in your life? Is it something about affirmations, which works for many, many people? Mm -hmm. Is it journaling, which works for many, many other people? Or is it, I use a DIG file. Um, DIG? Darn, I'm good file. Um, (laughs) I need my booster shots. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Read back things that I've done in my life that people have said, thank you, Wendy, for this. And I remind myself like, you know, it's been a really challenging time, but this is the impact my leadership has made. So my DIG file, my darn on good file goes back to my first speech. Yeah. And I feel like there's an element of, uh, I don't know, bravery is the word, but willingness to live, live experience and learn from that experience. Right. Um, it, it does. That's that's three. Did I segue us? You did segue. Um, and that is have an opinion. Okay. You know, you, you don't have to be right or wrong, but leadership is influencing and inspiring people to turn right. Mm -hmm. And in my situation, I focus on the best of humanity and how I define that. Um, and so if I looked at an example of being critical about every word that comes out of our trainers, our facilitators mouth, um, tip number three is having, you know, it's a combination, right? I, I, I know the topic. Well, um, I'm confident to be able to give advice, but I also have a very strong opinion. Mm-hmm. 
um, there's no wishy-washy. Right. You know, uh, let me do a shout out to Ronald Reagan. When the Challenger blew up that night, he said, um, all, everyone remember was one of the worst. We'd watch people die, including, of course, the teacher in space. And at the end of eight minutes, Ronald Reagan says, there will be more explorations. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that is a courageous thing to say after we just watched people die. Right. We're, we're having a discussion about leadership. We're not talking about managers. And we're not talking about worker bees. We're talking about true leadership. And leadership is the ability to inspire people to turn around. Um, and to and to inspire people to say, but I, I didn't think that was possible, but now I, I can see Wendy's vision. I understand that. I get it. And because of that, because of that ability to see something, I'm going to make a right turn. Um, right. And there's so many examples of politicians that have been able to inspire people to do things that, you know, they never thought they could do. Yeah. All right. So is there a tip for Yes. So I think tip four has gotten um, messed up. Um, and I, I, I know that, um, it's going to be a little bit of the more like hmm, tip, but we also are looking for leadership that knows how to take it down a notch. So we're not perfect. We're perfectly imperfect, but what we're not perfect mm-hmm. on is this, is the stuff that doesn't matter as much. And some people I know can be a little perfectionist. You know, anyone who fits that role? That's me. That's me. And yes, I can imagine um, for those listening how many hours go into editing. And I've been coaching and coaching and mentoring and pleading and inspiring Kai to create podcasts that the <laughs> message is really good, right? The words are good. But maybe uh-huh. the pauses and the, oh, uh, maybe we'll leave those in once in a while. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Absolutely. I think it's what we want to inspire people to do. And so I really think tip number right. four is to absolutely be perfectly imperfect. All right. I love it. All right. Are we going on to tip five? We're doing one more. Okay. So one thing that's very important, um, and I put it last because I do think many of us just instinctively do it, but I think it's it, it comes up and that is leaders are very competent. So they're reliable. They show up. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. They return emails and they almost always return an email the same business day, even if it's just mm-hmm. to say, nope, no answer yet, pending. Sure. Um, but you never have to worry about if the leader is going to get back to you or not. Got it. You never, it's a reliability that is just like, they've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a running joke that, you know, they sort of say in my world, if Wendy didn't return an email, they would, that was the day I was in the hospital. Like they would have some thought of there's something, something yeah, wrong. Sure. Um, so I think reliability, it, it, it kind of goes without saying, but I know we've seen some leaders that have let it go a little bit. Yeah. I think we need to bring it back. Okay. So what would you say though, about as a leader with that mindset imprinting, uh, Oh, water pump. No imperfections. Love it. We're going to keep going. Good, uh, what would you say, you know, in terms of imprinting your expectations around, you know, that kind of, um, communication style onto an, an employee or someone in a management position? Like, how do you, how do you balance that as a leader? You know, I, I think we're pretty good on being a direct communicator, right? This is what I need. Um, I, I think, We've seen tremendous improvement. Most leaders are able to articulate what the needs are. I think the the next part of directness, though, is 
the part that I'd like to see is more inspiration. What, why am I doing this? Like, what does it matter? Yeah. Um, Inspired to act yeah. versus told to act. I think that's the piece where we've got to take the time um, to stop. And, and, and I really try to say, you know, and as the team gets bigger, I recognize it gets more challenging, but you know, are you okay? What's going on? What else do you need? Um, and it doesn't always work out. It doesn't mean that a company can always give people what they need or want, but they can validate the fact that it matters. I think right. the inspiration piece, or I feel that the inspiration piece has gotten overlooked in many situations. Um, yeah. And the other thing I'll say is I think we need to take a step back and, and really celebrate the wins. Yeah. Yeah. So as a leader in uncertain times, especially, checking in just yep. on an empathetic level uh, could could pay off big time down the road when it comes to things like communication and inspiration. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for all that wonderful wisdom. Um, but this is our last recording of 2023. I just like off the top of your head, what did this year feel like to you? And what do you feel like 2024 is looking like? You know, I think one thing I'd like to say about 2023, one do-over that I learned from is... We went back to normal or back to work, and I don't feel like we paused. Um, I don't think anybody ever acknowledged that, oh, we're back. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think what I'm going to focus on for 2024 is a little bit more exhaling, um, mm -hmm. a little bit more like regrouping. What do we want to do? Let's do some more check-ins. Um, because I do think that we thought we just would go back. And now what we're learning is how much the pandemic affected our brains right. and how truly exhausted um, we are. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I really, I hope people use some time, whatever the time is to validate. Um, one of the things that I do when I, when I was a therapist and, and when I do coaching is I'll have people write down, I know if Kai, if you've ever done this, but if you write down a typical day on one piece and then you write down just events that you've been through, I think we sometimes truly do forget how incredibly awesome we are. I think we just <laughs> resilient. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll sometimes uh -huh. write down what I do in a day and I'm like, I did that. <laughs> and that was way more than I realized. So I think one of the things I want to focus on is that true sense of pride for 2024. Sure. I love that. And I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that too, because I know it's, there are going to be your challenges, um, you know, presidential election aside in 2024. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the more we can have the humility to be better, um, to dig deep for the best version of self and to shake it off when literally moments before you and I started recording, I'm walking up the stairs with a cup of coffee and I slipped and that coffee went straight into my face. <laughs> and what did I have to do? I couldn't sit there and pout. I had to shake it off and, uh, and get downstairs. So maybe that's the metaphor for, I think for it's 2024. a great, great way to laugh it off. Yeah. No. And you also did teams me need one minute, please. That's because I was wiping coffee off of my face and glasses. My world was brown from coffee on my glasses. I love it. Was it was absolutely silly. All right. Well, thanks and happy holidays to everybody out there. Um, and uh, we'll see you in 2024. Take care. Thanks again. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of Balancing Life's Issues with your hosts, Kai Sorensen and Wendy Walner. Produced by me, Kai. 
Rate, leave a review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen so you can get brand new episodes as they drop. Got an idea for the show? Email me, kai at balancinglifesissues.com. Anything to add, Miles? Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.